0: Hey, this is Aquia Jampy and you're listening to TBB Talks, a podcast where we, from the British Blacklist, bring you our conversations with creative black folk from the UK and across the globe. We'll be talking to up and comings, headline popping, and the legends from screen, stage, music, and literature. Basically, if they're creative, we'll be talking to them. And we hope to shed some insight into their lives, the work that they choose, who their inspirations are, how they stay motivated, and more importantly, how they keep sane being black in the arts and entertainment world.
1: Hello, Gershwin, Kojo Morris. Speaking. How are you? <laughs> I'm not I'm good, man. Good. Great to hear your voice. <laughs> no, good to hear. From <laughs> I was just speaking with um, Leah um, Harvey regarding um, Small Island. So um, you're up next, my friend. How are you?
0: Um, yeah, no, I'm all right, man. Feeling um, feeling a little tired today. Had an audition earlier today, so mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah. So just trying to um, work as as you do. Like yeah. And then yeah obviously like you know the positive of the agency sort of knowing that you got your days back to yourself so yeah just, uh, look for that next gem boy
1: mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. so press night's done and dusted you're well yeah. into the show uh how do you feel it's going
0: um no it feels like it's going great i think the thing is is that regardless of how i sort of i, I think with press nights i always try and stay as calm as possible mm-hmm. and just try and treat it as another night mm-hmm. um but um, regardless of having that feeling before it, obviously there's going to be certain sort of tensions about it and you want it to go well. And, mm. But once that's out of the way, you can kind of just start enjoying yourself, you know, mm. and kind of exploring different parts of the um, of the piece that, that maybe you weren't focusing on before. Yeah. You no longer have to think about where am I standing and, you know, uh, what this line is mm. at this point in time. And you can just kind of live as the character. Yeah, being, more, Yeah. Being, in,
1: being not being in your head, all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Out yeah, of the yeah. window. Yeah no longer an out-of-body experience, just kind of, yeah, just kind of live in it, you know, mm. and enjoy yourself, um, and, it's, and it's lovely to see, like, you see everyone playing a bit more on stage, and, you know, getting more confident to try certain things, and know that the other person that you're on stage with, or the other people you're on stage with, will, will pick it up as quickly as you sort of give it out to them.
1: What is your, like, um, pre-ritual um, performance, do you have one?
0: I think mine is uh, just a lot of stretching out, mm. and listening up the body. I think just as I think you try and get as much tension out of your body as possible um if your character obviously is a tense individual then you know you've got to put it into the right places but you as the actor just try and relax yourself and just concentrate on just concentrate on being as open as possible yeah when you're going onto the stage you know I think I think don't try and be too rigid in a sense of not wanting to do anything different to what you've done the night before yeah. I think when it comes to theater it's Every performance is slightly different from any other that you've done, regardless mm. of doing the same play. Mm. So you've got to be open to that. Small islands, well,
1: up and kicking. Tell me uh-huh. about Gilbert. You play Gilbert. Um, yeah. Who is he, and um, what's Small Islanding about to you?
0: For me, Gilbert's a representation of, well, I mean, so many of like my kind of uh, family that came over from the West Indies, mm. um, be it after the Second World War or you know some came up before. Um, and just in terms of seeing the reasons as to why people made the choice to come from what was home to them, you know, what was, uh, you know, they're leaving their families, they're leaving the places that they grew up, and to journey across this big wide ocean, uh, and uh, all see, and seek better for themselves, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a case of coming over here to look for something that maybe people might see they haven't earned or something that's coming over here to make better for themselves to look for better job opportunities to be able to provide for people Mm. that are back in the places that they're leaving um and i think gilbert we see his we see this person that does look up to the, the British Empire and um, in some ways the same as we see with Hortense but it's got a different quality with him um, because he has the experience of actually going he comes to Britain at first and he sees that things are very different um, to what he might have expected in terms of when he signed up for um, with the RAF but then even so going back to Jamaica he still sees that as bad as it was or as different as it was to what he expected when he got to Britain and it's still better than what his, his, his prospects and his opportunities were when he got back to Jamaica yeah I mean we've spoken to so many people after the show and you know they see representations of of their, their grandparents or their aunties and uncles and their mothers and fathers. They see them on the stage, and you know it it's just one small section or just a few snippets of what people might have experienced. Mm, exactly. uh, be it, yeah, you know, be it in the late 40s or be it in the 50s. Like my mum came up in 66, um. So you know there were there were already people over here, and they had kind of set precedence and you know they had the experience so they could speak to those that were coming up but you know even for her it was a very different experience you know, one small thing in the weather um you know how to deal with that yeah <laughs> and, uh, transporting yourself around this place that you know it's unfamiliar to you and like the she came up as a nurse be it that she was looking to do nursing or not that was the opportunity that was there you know and so you know maybe people when they came up they had to choose different than careers for themselves just in order to make ends meet i think that small island it shows examples of that
1: yeah it does i mean especially with your character i mean you wanted to study the law and the next thing you know yeah. it's like going hold on whoa yeah. no up yeah yeah
0: Postman. i mean as a delivery driver yeah it's, <laughs> i think one thing i understood is um but getting the play on stage and actually you know you run act one and act two it's the constant chipping away at Gilbert throughout the play I think you come into this he comes into the play with such like high positive energy and such such drive um and and freedom he seems like such a free a, a freer spirit um than in comparison to the one that we see in act two which has been a little bit chipped away at, and we, we do see that throughout that the second act that by the end you know it, it, for me it's a personal feeling that he just Um, I mean, I'm not to spoil anything for anybody else, but Hortense kind of acknowledges him wanting to do and study the law. And I think at that point, he's just, he's so beaten down that, he just doesn't see the opportunity there anymore.
1: And I mean, uh, one of my favourite lines, um, sorry to spoil anything for anyone, no, but no, I mean, it's one of those, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I mean, your cousin, he's like, why, why you got licky licky for the British? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. That,
1: that kind of like sums it up. He's just like, you know, they'll give you this carrot, this invisible carrot and you'll yep. you, you'll, yeah, you'll be chasing like... it. But the reality is totally different from reality. Oh the... yeah,
0: completely, completely flipping it on his head. And mm. I mean, that, that, what's lovely is like, like getting to work with Johan in the sense that, you know, he he's playing Elwood, and you look at these two cousins. Um, I mean, you look at the book and they 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 were raised in the same house until a certain age, but then you get to see, or you see the um the product of these two having separate lives once they actually come out of the same house. Mm. And Elwood becomes this, you know, uh, he's about his country's independence. He's about but, you know, it's a much more free spirit than, than, um, than Gilbert is because Gilbert's kind of locked himself into thinking that the way to go about things is to listen to what the British and you know th- those are the ones that you know they're well educated and mm. they, you know they're coming over here and you know they're teaching us what to do and these are the people that we should look up to and these are so of course <laughs> I mean as uh, uh, he says it twice I
1: mean audience reaction uh, press night uh, let's yeah. talk about that that was no.
0: That was amazing. I think this is the thing is that what's lovely with this play is that, you know, you do get your typical NT audience, but you know, we get, we get, um, we also get an, an influx of, of audience members that might not typically think that the National is a place to come to watch something Exactly. That represents them. 100%. Yeah. And I think it's so important, you know, obviously us as cast members bringing our people in, but. You know, organisations such as yourself, like putting out that awareness that we're having this plan and, you know, just uh, among those who, who follow the British backlist, you know, being able to uh, tell their people and bring mm. people in. And then, yeah, no, audience reaction on the night. I mean, <laughs> it was amazing. But um, it, was, it was beautiful. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there were certain moments. You can never expect a laugh or you can never expect an interjection <laughs> it, it, it just meant that people were with us.
1: In, in the audience before the show started, as I sat down and I spanned around, I was just like, wow, this is going... I know this is going to be epic. I know it was going to be epic anyway, but I've never seen a, a more diverse audience ever in the theatre. Just going back to what you said about the, the National Theatre, I kind of invi- I had an invisible hat that I tipped because I was like... We're, make, we're making strides and it's one of those things where you know we talk about uh diversity and representation on the stage but that should also also be reflected by its audience
0: 100 percent. I, I don't know if things have change there with all players is it the advertising or is it the the, the type of players that are put on i, I believe it's a mixture of both mm. you know you've got to give you've got a the plays on but then once they're on you've got to give them the push as well push it into people's face so they know that it's coming up so yeah it's nice to be part of possibly some kind of change
1: also i mean uh, i was pleased that it a lot of it wasn't filtered like the language So you could really see what it was like for Gilbert and Hortense, how they lived.
0: I think this is a conversation that we had with um, with Hazel, who was the action coach. Okay. And I think I think for me it was a case of, um, what's the best way to say it? Rather than bring in characters to the audience, we bring the audience to the characters in a sense of by not watering them down. And yes, okay, it might take you a few minutes maybe to attune into the language or to the act once you're with us then you know you're getting a fuller view of what these real people are rather than it being some kind of i don't know be it stereotype or um, some kind of easy version so you know people who don't recognize these characters in their own lives might be easier for them to understand and you start doing that and then you just lose the essence of of the people that you're trying to represent so it's pointless um so yeah it was important in terms of uh, keeping things as as raw as possible mm. and um, so
1: Gilbert would you say um Gilbert's the uh, most challenging part you've played today
0: would I say Gilbert's the most challenging part I think I think it's it's definitely one of the most challenging parts I've really? played only because I I recognise a lot of elements of family members and um, so for example there's a couple of things that I do on stage um just through, I mean, for the process of building a character, but I do one thing that, oh, sorry, a couple of things that my dad used to do. Okay. And I think the first couple of times I did it on stage, I really threw myself because you're making it authentic. This is a person that grew up in the West Indies, my dad. Um, and will a different island, but, you know, you just put those little bits of realism in there, what realistic to myself, and then, you know, it, it becomes scary in a sense. And that's through own personal things but definitely challenging uh, in terms of accent. Um, So I really had to work hard with Hazel to try and flatten out the Trinidadian accent. Okay. Um, You know, I I mean, yes, okay. It's a a story for all people, but you know, essentially this is the character. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say those were two of the bigger challenges. Playing this, playing this character,
1: I, I thought it was fantastic. I think you did a sterling job. I think yourself, Leah, the whole cast. I think it was, um, it was just a beautiful piece and very moving. A lot of tears in the audience, which is, um, yeah, which yeah. you know is only testament to the story that you told. So um, big thank you and no, um,
0: thank you, man. I think I... I was speaking to someone earlier today, and um, it's a play that there's so many different elements to it that you don't know what's going to trigger an audience member, mm-hmm. and I think it's lovely that. it it seems like different people take so many different things from it. And I think that's, it's it's a credit to the work.
1: On that note, what can we expect from the show?
0: Why should people come and see it? Well, what can we expect from the show? I think you should expect, you should expect to be fully thrown into some of the, the heartbreaking and sometimes disgusting environments that, People who only came up to Britain were thrown into. And don't get me wrong, there were better opportunities for individuals. But I think the play does really well at showing the um, the bumps in the road that people had to navigate. I think it gets to show some of the beauty of the culture, be it uh, British or or be it you know West Indian, more more focused Jamaican. You should expect to see your people represented on stage to see your family represented on stage and um, you should expect to hear music that takes you to a place that your family or that you might have grown up in but you should also expect to see a play that doesn't hold back and doesn't hold any punches and like i said before you know it's got something for everyone in there and you don't have to be british you don't have to be jamaican i think that that all people can take something away from this play um, what was the second part of the question why should people so, come to see it Why should you come to see it? I think you should come to see it because, I mean, as with all pieces, a lot of hard work has gone into it. Um, And I think it's a good testament to Andrea Levy's novel, whether it be you being a fan of the novel initially um, or or just being, uh, you know... uh, Wanting to see a great story told on stage.
1: Thank you, Gershwin, and thank you, Andrea Levy. Your your work lives on. So um bro, listen, um I, I wish you an awesome show today and um good no, luck God with the rest you. of the with the run. Thank you for calling through good to hear your voice. Man. Yes, brother. Uh, stay blessed, Jeff. All right, God bless. Bye bye.